Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, up-level your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello and welcome back to Feminine Fire with Beck Cazillo. I have got such a juicy behind the scenes episode for you today. The first in my two-part series diving into what I'm calling the Instagram saga. Now, you may or may not know that in October last year, my Instagram account was disabled. So if you are following me on my old account and you haven't seen me in a while, that's why. The account was suddenly and inexplicably disabled. And of course, it happened the night before a launch. But I'll get into that in a moment. Before I do, I want to invite you to come on over and connect with me on my new Instagram account at Beck underscore Cazillo. I would so, so love that. You know, there's quite a few things that were really, really disappointing about this whole saga, which we'll get into, of course. But one of the biggest ones was losing that connection with my community. And not just, you know, my followers, which as a business, obviously, that's important, but also just all of the people I was following and connected with. You know, I'm still having moments where I suddenly remember, I haven't seen that person in a while. Oh, that's right. I'm not following them on this account. Like literally one day I was chatting with you in DMs. I was seeing you on stories. I was engaging on your posts. And then next minute, poof, it was all gone. So let's connect or reconnect as it were. If you haven't yet found my new account, please come and say hi at Beck underscore Cazillo is where you can find me. So I wanted to split this into a two-part series because I've got a lot to say first and foremost. And secondly, I just really wanted to do it justice. You know, I've had a lot of conversations about it. I've had a lot of questions about it. And there's been some really big learnings that have come from the whole experience for me. It's really shaped what I'm doing now and how I'm approaching social media and content creation this year. And I want to share all of this in a way that's really supportive for you. So the way that I've split it across the two episodes is speaking firstly to what I did in the short term. And then in the next episode, I'm going to chat through what this looks like moving forward in the longer term. So today we're diving into the short term. I want to share a little bit more about what actually happened, what I did to try and get my account back. And spoiler alert, I didn't get my account back. But what I really want to share with you mostly today is how I pivoted my launch after losing my account. Now, obviously, losing one of your major marketing platforms the night before a launch is not ideal. So I want to chat through what I did and some of the key learnings and takeaways that will be relevant for you as someone who uses Instagram for their business. Now, it's worth saying here that if you've clicked to listen to this episode, hoping to hear how I got my disabled account back, unfortunately, this isn't it. As I said, I didn't get my account back. 
And there are those magical unicorns out there on the internet who have had their accounts restored. Trust me, I went looking for them and I found them. They do exist. But what worked for them ultimately didn't work for me. And to be honest, there is a lot of conflicting information about what works and Instagram themselves are not at all helpful, not at all helpful. But I will share a bit about what that process looked like from my end. So if you are in this position yourself, hopefully this may be supportive for you in some way, at least to hear what that has looked like as somebody who has gone through it firsthand. All right, let's get into it. I want you to picture this. It's a Sunday evening, mid-October, the night before my launch of Confident Consistent Cash. I'm sitting there on my couch with my phone. Everything is ready to roll for launch day. We're organized. We're on it. I have Instagram open and I'm looking back at my Instagram highlights and at my stories from my previous launch. And I'm taking screenshots of that content, of my own content, so that I can repurpose and use it as inspiration for this coming launch. I'm getting organized. I want to be ready to roll the next day. So I'm tapping through, taking screenshots, and then suddenly Instagram stops loading. And I pull my screen down a couple of times to get the page to refresh, but nothing. I then get an error message. So I do what everyone does when apps start to bug out. I close the app and then I reopen it. And I get the dreaded message that says something like, your account has been disabled. If you believe this was a mistake, you can request a review. So I click request a review and I go through the process and a message pops up. We're reviewing your info. It usually takes around a day. We'll notify you when the review is finished. If we can confirm your info, you'll be able to use Instagram again. If we can't, your account will be permanently disabled. (laughs) Now, no one likes seeing those words, permanently disabled. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is a little more serious than I first thought. So I then get this email from Instagram, which says, thank you for taking the time to submit an appeal against the decision to disable your account. If you believe your account was disabled in error, you can reply to this email explaining why you believe that your account did not go against our terms of use, in particular, our policies on intellectual property. Now, at this point, it's nighttime, right? So I shoot off a quick email that says, in short, I believe this was an error. All of my content is my own. It's written and created by me. Please advise what information I can provide to appeal this further. Because here's the thing, they don't give you anything. They don't tell you which post violated their policies. They don't tell you what information you could provide that would prove that you didn't violate their policies. Outside of saying, I didn't violate your terms of use, there's no way to provide any evidence because I'm locked out of my account. Like every time I log on, I get the, we're reviewing your info message. To this day, I still get that message. So technically, my account is still under review. Who knows? Maybe I will get my account back at some point. Watch this space. But the point is, I'm just really guessing. I still have no idea why my account was disabled or what post triggered it. I've speculated that perhaps it was me screenshotting my own content. (laughs) Perhaps that triggered it. All I have is this very vague email from Instagram. 
And that is still the one and only email I have ever received from Instagram about the whole thing. So that's what happened in that moment. I received that email from Instagram and I sent off an email in response. Here's what I didn't do. I didn't freak out. I didn't spiral. I didn't make it mean anything about my launch. And for the most part, that's how I approached the whole thing. And I think it really speaks volumes to the amount of mindset work I've done over the years. And it's something that, you know, as I've reflected back on this, I'm really proud of, of how much I trust that I can handle anything, that my business can handle anything. You know, shit happens in business all the time. Once upon a time, I would have freaked out. And I would have catastrophized the whole thing. Like I was going into a launch without one of my major marketing platforms. I lost all my DMs, all my previous content, all of my followers overnight. It could have been very easy to make it mean something and go into crisis mode. But what would be the point of that? How would that serve me? It wouldn't. And so one of the personal reflections for me is this real recognition of the mindset work that I've done and how it's paid off. You know, my go-to reaction in this situation was like, well, this is a bit shit. What can I do to fix it? And 100%, it was annoying and disappointing, like so, so disappointing. All of that content, seven years in business, seven years of my business history, all of that content gone. And I didn't really have the time or the desire to be following up Instagram on top of pivoting a launch. That is not my idea of a good time. But in those situations, it really is what it is, right? It was outside of my control. So I wasn't going to waste more time than I needed being frustrated at the whole thing. I was just going to get to work. So let me give you an overview of what I did to try and get my account back and my experience on the whole Instagram side of things. If you're ready to level up your content game in 2024 so that you can call in a bigger audience, sell out your group programs and scale your spiritual business, then listen in because I've created a new free two-day challenge where I'll be teaching you the practical strategies to up your content game this year. I'll be sharing exactly what's working in content right now to help you stand out and sell out. No more winging your content strategy or wasting your time on the things that don't really matter. Join me for this free two-day challenge on the 20th and 21st of February, 2024, and walk away with a clear and simplified content strategy that supports you to get more clients into your group programs and make more money than ever before. Head on over to betcazillo.com forward slash challenge to sign up. I can't wait to connect with you and teach you everything I know about creating content for scale. First, I did a bit of a research deep dive. I wanted to find examples of people who'd got their account back after having their account disabled. And as I said before, they do exist, these magical unicorns. So I absorbed all the information I could about it. And what I discovered is that there is conflicting information around what worked for some and what worked for others. To give you an example, some people say that you just have to keep emailing Instagram every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, until they actually review your account. And there were people online who said they'd done that for a month before their account was reviewed, emailing Instagram multiple times a day. 
I don't know about you, but I ain't got time for that. There are others who say that when you do that, you actually go to the bottom of the pile because they review them in order that they come in. And so when you email them again, you go to the back of that list. Now, I can't tell you what actually happens because I don't think anyone really knows. I went with the advice of emailing regularly. I didn't do it daily. And who knows? Maybe that would have made a difference, but also maybe not. I don't know. What I do know for sure is that Instagram is very, very difficult to communicate with. There are very few communication channels. There is certainly no front-facing customer service where you can talk to an actual human. They have these online forms where you can fill them out and you've just kind of got to hope for the best. So I was doing that. I was emailing Instagram every few days. I wasn't getting any response. In the meantime, I decided to pay for Facebook verification so I could access the support you get through there. Because if you aren't aware, Facebook, Instagram, they're both owned by Meta. Maybe they could help me. It was worth a try. Now, here's the thing that I found so fascinating about this whole experience. Facebook or Meta, even though they are the same company, their customer support is a million times better in comparison to Instagram. So once I was verified, I was then able to put in a support request and was in a customer support chat within minutes, talking to an actual human, which just blew my mind after the complete radio silence from the emails I'd been sending Instagram for a week. Now, ultimately, after some back and forth, they told me that it was a matter for Instagram to follow up. Instagram were reviewing my account and I just had to sit tight. Love that for me but I wasn't quite ready to give up on that avenue completely. Because I was now in a launch, I decided to set up some Facebook ads and go through the Facebook ads support. Now, any information you read online about this will ultimately point you in this direction. If you want support from Facebook, the best thing you can do is pay for a Facebook ad and put in for a support request through there. And this was by far the best support I received throughout the whole experience. I spoke to a guy called Bill from Florida. I still remember his name. And he put through an internal request to Instagram. Now, over a couple of days, we had some back and forth via email. And then Bill called me. He called me on the phone. The support person from the Meta Ad support team he called me from Florida. Now, in comparison, I'd received one automated email from Instagram, and here is Bill from Florida calling me on my phone to give me some not great news. It's still wild to me how the one company can have such different approaches to customer service. Wild. Anyway, poor Bill. As I said, he didn't have great news for me. Essentially, he said, There's nothing they could do from their end. I just have to wait for Instagram to do their internal review. And that could take a day, a week, a month. He didn't know. And he felt sad that he couldn't give me better news than that. But I just had to sit tight. Well, technically, I'm still sitting tight because my account hasn't been permanently disabled yet. So as I said before, watch this space. I'm not holding my breath, but who knows? So it was at this point... I was about four weeks in at this stage, I think, that I decided, okay, let's make a plan for the case that I don't ever get this account back. You know, what's the plan from here? I need to have 
a plan. Now, I'm not going to dive into that now because I have lots to share with you on that front in part two of the series. What I want to share with you now is how I pivoted my launch. As I said at the top of the episode, this is where most of the gold is in this for me and what I really, really want to share with you today. So we've already talked about the mindset piece here. You know, losing my Instagram account the night before a launch is obviously not ideal, but I didn't let that derail things. I really lent into the mindset of it's always working out for me. Yeah, it's a bit shit, but it's always working out for me and this will not impact my launch. Now, I will say here that I can't unequivocally say that it didn't impact my launch. In fact, I do believe it did, even insofar as it just meant I had to spend what little time I already had on chasing Instagram, remembering that during this time, I'm also running a business, I'm a full-time toddler mom, I'm in the middle of a launch, and I'm spending my time emailing Instagram, researching this shit, talking to Bill on the phone, and making last-minute changes to my launch plan. Like, of course, there were impacts of this, but I still had a very successful five-figure launch. Now, there's a couple of reasons I believe this was possible. Firstly, I'm just an old hand at launching these days. I've done this many, many times, and I've got a solid team behind me who know our processes back to front, sometimes better than I do. And so pivoting a launch and making changes isn't hard for us. Yes, there's some extra time in there, but ultimately it was easy to make those changes because we have a solid rinse and repeat launch process and our launch was already planned out. So it was just a matter of making some changes here and there and adding in some new bits and pieces. So our experience and our solid systems and processes made it a whole lot easier. Secondly, I have a diversified marketing and content strategy. Essentially, all of my eggs were not in the proverbial Instagram basket. Instagram is not the first platform I think about or create content for. I think about my podcast first, my emails second, and then I think about Instagram and Facebook. So this is your sign. If you only have Instagram or Facebook, if you don't have an email list, if you don't have other platforms you're on, please think about diversifying your marketing. In the past, you may have heard me say or others say, particularly the email gurus out there, make sure you build your email list because you don't own your social media following and it could all disappear overnight. And it's true. I am exhibit A. Hello. Hi, it's me. My social media following did disappear overnight and I'm not the only one. There are plenty of other people in the same boat. So if you don't have an email list yet, take this as a sign to start building one and look at how you're diversifying across platforms. Do not put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. The reason I was still able to have a successful launch is because I'm not solely relying on Instagram for my marketing. I obviously have the podcast, I have my email list, and I do have Facebook too. So here's what we did. Let me get into the nitty gritty of how we pivoted the launch. One of the main issues that we had to combat is that I had lost those touch points that I would normally have during a launch with my Instagram community. So I had to find ways to create those touch points across my other platforms. Now, we kept releasing weekly podcast episodes. That didn't change. What we did do is we added in some additional emails to our launch sequence to create some additional touch points for people. 
and I then leveraged my personal accounts across both Facebook and Instagram. Now, you might be thinking, wait, what? You were on Instagram? It's worth saying at this point that I did have a personal account as well as my business account. And so while my business account was disabled, I still had access to the platform and I was still on Instagram at this time via my personal account. And my personal account did have a decent following already. And that's because it's one that I started many moons ago when I was a food and travel blogger. Once my business took off and I became a mom and I stopped blogging, the account became my personal account. And so I was still on Instagram at this time and I leveraged that. What I did was update my personal profile with more of my business info. I then jumped on video. I explained where I was at. I explained what had happened and what I was planning moving forward. And from there, I started posting launch content. I did much the same on my personal Facebook page. I went live there a couple of times during the launch and essentially created those extra touch points, knowing that quite a few of my friends and followers on my personal accounts were one and the same as my business. And as I do with every launch, I did personal outreach behind the scenes. I had conversations with people in DMs and ultimately I had a very successful launch despite losing my Instagram account the night before we went live. So what are the biggest learnings for me here that I can share with you? Let me recap this for you now. Number one, I think it goes without saying, but if you're only relying on Instagram for your business, you are playing a risky game. Build your email list and look at how you can create content off the platform, whether that's a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel. Do not put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. Number two, solid systems, processes, and planning is essential if you ever need to pivot quickly. Shit happens in life and business all the time. You might need to change things at the last minute, hopefully not because you lose your Instagram account, but having solid systems and processes and a plan in place is going to make that so much easier. Plan for shit to hit the fan and life will be so much easier. Number three, your mindset is so, so key. It can really make or break the way you respond to situations and things in your business and in your life. You can't control everything. And when shit hits the fan, as it will inevitably do at some point, how you approach that mindset wise is going to be the thing that allows you to turn that shit into gold. I could have very easily spiraled and canceled the whole launch, but that wasn't even an option that crossed my mind because I've done the mindset work and I have built a solid, sustainable business. This is where mindset meets the strategy. That means I can fully trust myself to make it work. I can trust my business to make it work. It is always working out for me and it is always working out for you too. It's all in how you approach it. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening in today. I really hope this was insightful and interesting for you. I've had so many conversations with so many of you over the last few months about this, and I knew it was something that I wanted to come onto the podcast and share with you in this way. Now, next week, I'm back with part two, where I'll be chatting through how I'm approaching content this year after losing my account last year. This will very much be a 
come inside my content strategy for 2024 episode, including my thinking behind some of the decisions I made around starting a new account versus transitioning my personal one and how I'm planning to use Instagram moving forward. So if you love this episode, please come and let me know. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, come and find me on my new Instagram account at Beck underscore Cazillo. Send me a DM. Tell me what resonated most. Let's connect there. Let's be friends. (laughs) I can't wait to see you on the platform. I hope you have a really, really great day today. And I'll see you next week for part two of the Instagram saga. Thank you.